Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. In Powerhouse and the Empty Bowl, we're going to talk about today. Kathy Anderson is here. Kathleen Harrigan is with us on the phone, and we have a just a brief window to talk to her. And uh, we're going to talk to her right now. Kathleen, it is good to have you uh, on on the phone. You, you weren't able to be in studio with us, but good morning. Good morning, Ted. I am very happy I can be here with you on the phone. Oh, we're, we, we'll we'll take you any way we can get you. The uh, <laughs> the uh, you. the the empty bowl begin is uh, January twenty eighth, and uh, it is back. It is is it is it back is at the back. Elks Lodge. Yeah, we were going to be at the Elks Lodge, and uh, it's just so nice. It felt like coming home when we went to talk with our contact there at the Elks, and it was just, it was really nice and a warm, welcoming feeling. So I hope everybody who comes to join us will have that same kind of feel like a great big hug from the Elks. So what do we need to know about getting tickets and how this event will be on the 28th? Well, first, for tickets, the, the way to get tickets is to go to the Empower House website. That's empowerhouseva.org, and you'll see an empty bowl banner right at the top of the page. Click on that. It'll take you to the registration page, and from there, you fill in your information. You can pay by check or cash, I mean, check or credit card. Um, they're just appropriate buttons to click, but just go to empowerhouseva.org to register. Tickets are still available. Sponsorships are also still available for those who have the ability to be a little bit more generous. Um, at this point, I can only promise you our love and affection on the website, but not in print. But but by all means, come one, come all. Uh, we'll be at the Elks, but in a little different format than we've used in the past. We've learned some things during COVID, and that's a good thing, right? Learning mm-hmm. is good. So we've used time entry for the last several years, and we're bringing that to the Elks. So there's no more standing with everybody standing in line, all crowded together at the start time, trying to get into the empty bowl in the first half an hour. We've just we've spread that out over three hours, so we've made the event longer, so everybody has a little more elbow room, so that we can select our bowls um, at a, a at the pace we've been used to the last two years, and so that we can visit with each other and say hi. We'll have a bowl selection area like we've had. For the last, well, for forever, really. Um, We will have food provided by professional cooks and restaurants in town and home cooks from across the the area. Uh, We will have tables for people to sit at and high-top tables for them to mingle, whichever kind of suits them um, better. So we'll have soups, we'll have some nibbles, you know, appetizer-type things, and we'll have some bread, and we'll have some um, non-alcoholic drinks. It is dry January after all, and so keeping with that, this is an alcohol-free event, and we'll have fun. We'll just have a grand time. That's the great thing about this event. It's just it's it's just fun. Did you, Kathy Anderson? Did you want to jump in here with anything with you with know, your think, friend here? You know, I think Kathy Harrigan said it all, and uh, you know we're going to have a great time. It's just we're going to get to see each other in this uh, setting that we're used to, and uh, have a f- a fun January party together. 
and that's what that that's what that's what this really is. You've always been. It really is the kind of thing where, in a lot of senses, you you see some people that you might not have seen since. Um, having fall. a January event is always risky, and at the same time, people are eager to get out and see one another. Um, you know, supporting a great cause and powerhouse, and also. Um, taking away a bowl that you personally pick out that are donated by our wonderful yeah, I, I'm personally very excited to for this new format because this day, the day that we're all having here, um, I'm out of town, but you're in Fredericksburg, and we're all looking at kind of a snowy landscape. When we have the empty bowl at the end of January, I'm always worried about people waiting in line when it mm-hmm. looks like this. And so that's what we're one of the things we're trying to eliminate with this format, that people will be able to park, come on in, get their bowl, hang out for a while, um, and then we'll kind of keep rotating on through so that people can have a good time, but again, uh, not have to be waiting out in the cold, because you wouldn't want to be outside today standing around in line. No, I would rather not. I would. I would. I would rather not. So this, yes, this this format is is is, is definitely a, a lot better. How many years, Kathy, is this for you for for being involved with the empty ball? Because it seems that every year when we do this show, this is when I. This is one of the times I I always see you because you're you're you are really one who gets gets involved in the weeds of this and uh, and, and and helps pull this pull this day off. Yeah, my very first empty bowl would have been in 2003. Um, and then in 2004, we, I'm sorry, 2004 would have been my first. And then okay. in 2005, we moved to the Elks Lodge. And I have been um, significantly involved, if not leading it, for all the years since then. And it is one of the joys of my year to be part of this. The team of volunteers that we have working on it. Um, they're just they're just great. I mean, I love all the teams of volunteers we have for all of our events, but this one just has a special place in my heart. And pottery, I, that's just a personal love of mine. I just I love pottery, um, so that's one of the reasons why this is a very special event. I think potters are just amazing artists in the complexities of what they deal with and what they give to us, what our community of potters give to us. Um, in the form of their beautiful bowls that we get to choose, that they gift to Empower House, and we get to use for this event. It just makes me glad and happy and just, I love them. Yeah, no, to see it, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it as we go on, after we lose you this morning, about about just the the, the involvement of the, the potters and in, in how great that is. But I know some of the years when I've gone just to set up a camera before everything gets going to see there's a lot of coordination to this event and just to see everybody in their place and you know you kind of orchestrating this 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 is a big event it's 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 a big event for empower house and uh, really if if anybody in the community hasn't uh, taken part in this you really ought to because you're going to walk away with a great bowl and you'll have some great memories you're you're absolutely right and it is it's it's just you know there are a lot of really creative events within this community this one is feels like a block party in january i mean you know who doesn't need that and instead of being everybody all dressed up which is always nice to see everybody's actually 
really, you know, very casual mm-hmm. with jeans and sweaters and um, because it's January, you know. So it just has a very different feel and it's warm and cozy and, and it's really lovely. But you're right. It is, there are a lot of moving parts. And again, thankfully for the volunteers, some of whom who have been part of this event for every empty bowl. Just like a few of our sponsors, too. It's really quite amazing. And so if someone wants to be a sponsor, get in touch with Empowerhouse, and uh, you can win and, and, and work that out right now, too. There's, there's, there's still a chance to do that. Uh, absolutely. And, if you again, EmpowerhouseVA.org has a little write-up, and my email address and phone number are part of that. And by all means, just give me a holler, and I'll try to answer whatever questions you've got about the event and how it will flow. Um, you know, and buying tickets, I can walk you through that process because for some people, the you know, our, our, an email system or a website system for buying tickets can be a little mm-hmm. cumbersome and tedious. And so I, I very definitely, folks, I help with that. And the we soup- have ways around everything. And the soups are back this year. The soups are back, right. In the last couple of years at Liberty Town, when we were lucky enough to be able to host the event there, uh, we had nibbles, but we didn't have soup. So this year we do have soup. Um, we will not, one of the things though is we won't be using our beautiful bowls that night. Um, because most people had stopped actually using their bowls, not everybody, uh, and were using the compostable bowls that we were using at yeah. the event. Uh, we've gone ahead and just said, all right, we're just going to wrap everybody's bowls after you select them. We'll wrap them for you to take them home, and we'll you know, wrap them in tissue and put them in a bag, and this way you've got them and they're safe and sound. And then we are using, um, again, compostable serviceware for everything else that we're serving that night and this way you have a clean bowl to take home and um life is just a little simpler all around as part of those logistical concerns yeah well before we let you go kathy anderson i want to give you a chance to talk about just how kathy harrigan has been so involved with i mean not only the empty bowl but 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 other things but what it's like and how important it is to have the the Kathy Harrigans of the world, the people that step up and, and, and help run these kind of events that, 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 that provide so much to Empower House. You know, it's unimaginable that we would be in a place where that would not be the case, right? So we rely so heavily on Kathy Harrigan, also known as Kathleen Harrigan, and um, a few chief volunteers that have uh, been at, some of them been at every event and, and, and together, um, what a what a major crew. Uh, Kathleen really enjoys the event. She's really uh, great at it. And uh, if if this were not the case, you know, organizations such as Empowerhouse, uh, in particular, because this is this is an event for Empowerhouse, you know, we just really um, rely on their volunteerism. And you know, this event um, is looks like it may bring in is over $70,000 to support charity. Mm. And, um, but for these amazing volunteers, Kathleen Harrigan, so known as Kathy Harrigan, um, leading this effort, yeah. there's just no way that a nonprofit organization working its mission has time to do all of the impressive things that they're doing to make sure everybody's registered, track things, order things, get that contract in place with the Elks where they're donating so much of uh, their facility. I mean, there's so many people involved and so many donors, the potters, like there are so many conversations to be had and our volunteer force is uh, impressive and we could not pull this off 
in support of the work of Empower House without this team and Kathy Harrigan leading the way. January 28th is at the Elks Lodge. January 28th, that's a Sunday, empowerhouseva.org for information on the Empty Bowl. We'll continue to talk about it, but we need to take a break and we need to let Kathleen Harrigan move on to some other things. It's great to talk to you. Safe travels back to Fredericksburg, Kathy. Thank you so much, Ted. I look forward to seeing you the afternoon of the Empty Bowl. It is an afternoon event this time, so I look forward to seeing you. That is it. Thanks, Kathy. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be in shot touch again. It's January the 28th is uh, the Empty Bowl. It's an afternoon event at the Elks Lodge again. And we're going to continue to talk about it with Kathy Anderson here this morning. Quick break. We'll be back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Kathy Anderson here now with uh, Empower House. No, you don't need those. You don't need those. We're, we're doing this show. It's, it's, it's live and in color this morning. You do not need those now that we've finished with that with Kathleen Harrigan. Kathy Anderson, uh, the executive director with Empower House, empowerhouseva.org. Before, we're going to talk some more about the empty bowl and how you can get involved and why you would want to get involved and uh, just all the, the, the great things about uh, about the empty bowl as, as we go along this morning. But for people who don't know, and one of the things that we should write off, we try to always uh, mention right away, the hotline number. for If, if, if someone is in need, uh, a woman is in need and fears or for whatever reason there there is a hotline that the empower house has hours. 24 yes. hours right it's 540-373-9373 so that is the number 540-373-9373 it uh in uh, you get all kinds of calls you deal with all kinds of situations and uh, it just and I guess even uh, can a person use that if 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 I'm if I'm really concerned about someone? Yeah, so it can be informational. So the line is for um, domestic violence um, information. It is for survivors of domestic violence. It is, um, you know, professionals or people who are looking out for folks. Um, often they'll call and ask questions about what they're seeing and. You know, maybe something that they can do. I mean, people call us and ask us if we'll call somebody. It's not typically um, kind of the safest approach. So um, we're definitely talking to the person who calls us. Sometimes people will call on behalf of someone. Um, and we often will say, you know, it would be best uh, for someone to give us a call. But that doesn't mean we can't... Um, kind of talk through a situation with a neighbor, with a friend, with a family member, and kind of the impact on them and some things that they might be able to say to help someone and support them through um, the observations they're making around the domestic violence that's happening in that person's life. When we talk about this, and it, it never ceases to amaze me just of how, that it, it, because we a lot of times don't get, we sometimes have, but we, we don't all always spend, you know, the whole show talking about really what happens and it, it really came it, it came to light uh, it was a couple of weeks ago um elizabeth mcnally was safe harbor was in and we kind of got into that and we were just talking about the kinds of things that, that you all deal with we just in in, in so many ways I, can, I i can't imagine and then the other day i was looking at at, at your at your website uh, or i think it, was your, it might have been your facebook page either one mm-hmm. you, you you had this quote 
um, on here. And the, the, the quote was, my husband threatened to bury me and my children in the ground. He told me I wasn't going anywhere. No one would have ever known if I were missing or dead. There was no one around to hear you scream. And I again, that just it, it just kind of takes your breath away to think there are situations that the, the people are living in here and everywhere. So I know exact, every day exactly who that is. So it just takes me back to um, what she faced right in um, that moment. But it's one in four women in the U.S. are survivors of severe physical violence by an intimate partner. Uh, not a, not everyone survives. Um, and what she described is the terror that one experiences uh, faced with that as a real possibility that they may not survive. I mean, that's part of why domestic violence is something that, you know, sadly, that's allowed to flourish. I mean, someone can um, be so terrorized that they recognize um you know, they feel that there is no way out. Hmm. And in, 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 in an instance like that, uh, there really isn't a way out and, and but for the, the set of miracles that may come. So um, in her instance, she um, was brutally assaulted. Uh, her, her children impacted as well. And they were out in the country. And, uh, you know, I think it was the next day that uh, that person's, the person who assaulted her, her her intimate partner, he, he may have been her husband, but um, the parent, the mom, his mom showed up where they were out in the country, saw the bruises, saw what had happened, and helped her get somewhere else, actually, mm. to a magistrate where... Um, her her visible injuries were seen and and things then progressed and that's how she was able to reach out to us. So um, it's all all situations. Some of them are uh, might not appear as certainly not as violent or it may not look as dangerous to the outside and yet um, it is as um, at it is terrifying right so so if if you know someone can be that violent or there are other signs that show you that either violence in the past or an assault on um a pet or other terrifying behavior or threats you know there's lots of ways to scare somebody and to um you know make them feel like a very small human being and really take away all their outside influences and all their power. And um, there's just, there's just, it's, it's a real range of things that will terrorize someone in an intimate partner relationship. And those are the things that we spend all our days working through Mm -hmm. individually with folks and looking at what their options are, what is safe for them, and what does it look like to take the next step. And that's why events like the Empty Bowl or, or other events that you hold through, hold through the year, you're able to do that because these are ways that the community can can get involved, and they can get involved as as a monthly as a monthly donor or, or other ways like that. Without community involvement, we're just so less or just so not um at we would be at super diminished capacity hmm. i mean we 
have our 24-hour hotline. Uh, we're uh, responding in so many ways with our shelter, with um, folks going to court, with uh, showing up at the hospital to support somebody, our, again, answering our 24-hour line. But there's many more things that we do, but the reason we can do them is because people are supporting us financially. You mentioned monthly contributions. Folks are doing that. They've signed up through our website or they've uh, linked their credit card to a monthly donation. Folks are making one-time contributions. Folks are buying a ticket to the empty bowl and supporting in that way. As you said, Ted, I mean, there's so many ways to be supportive and someone doesn't have to dive deep into the work that we do that might not be their comfort zone but they rely on us to provide that through their help yeah they want to be just just, just help and i saw it in, in a way that i don't know that i've ever seen it as many times and as many things as i have done with you within within powerhouse in the late last year when you uh you did a ribbon cutting for the generator over at the at the uh at the domestic violence shelter and to see those people, and, and I didn't—I don't know that I—I I didn't know most of those people, but they—they they all were from various walks of life in the community, and they were just so enthusiastic about the work that Empower House does, but especially th- that need something like that of a of a generator of how important that was. But boy, they were. They were gung-ho about making sure that, that the problems that you'd had without that generator would never happen again. We can be a small operation with very few people or, or many people, but, you know, you can't have that many people out to the shelter. Um, people, of course, were so involved in getting that shelter opening in the first place. Mm-hmm. Very large and insanely large contributions to make that happen in terms of purchasing the building and then renovating it. And now fast forward to the kinds of things that are needed here and there in this generator, a lot of money, $100,000, a little bit more than that, more than we anticipated. But there were people who quietly and behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. not looking for recognition, you know, look for ways to help. And uh, because of that, not everybody could make it and we couldn't invite everybody, but um, it was a nice little ceremony, and yeah. you're right. A lot of people giving who care to make things better for other folks in our community who they'll, who they'll never meet. Right, and, and, and my thought was the, these are people that are giving to a generator, but it's so it, it was it was so disruptive to the to the people. So to be able to look and just say, I want, I don't always. They're just there are different way. There are different needs and different helps that you the, need. The people who stay at our shelter don't have a family member they could stay with. They're they're not someone who, if the power goes down mm-hmm. and the lights go off, and the heat is turned off, you know, f- people are looking at ways to solve that all the time. Who can I stay with? What hotel room? Mm-hmm. You know, where can I drive to where somebody's going to look out for me? You know, so that just can't happen at our shelter. The folks who come to our shelter fled violence, fled unsafe situations. They just don't have somewhere else to land. And so when our power went out for more than 24 hours, people were cold. It was dark. They couldn't cook, really. Um, So many functions. There was just, like, lighting in the hallway and, you know, computers and security and things like that. So that little tiny generator we had just didn't do it. And, 
you know, folks could argue, is that a necessity, 100% a necessity in a facility yeah. that has, you know, could have as many as 40 people in it. It's not a place where you want to be terrified and then on top of being terrified, cold and feeling like there, you know, what's going to happen because the power is not coming back on and the people running this building are not solving it. <laughs> and yet I have no place to go. Yeah. And so um, the generator it was a huge necessity. And we're so glad that we're, we've been able to move forward on it. And there's just, they're just, there are just various ways that people can get involved with Empower Us. And like you say, that you, you may not even want to know some of the stories, but you want to help the situation. And so this is a great way to be able to yeah. do it. Yeah, I mean, it's not too late to contribute to the generator because we don't actually have that entirely paid for. And uh, But there's just so many things that, you know, we have a significant budget. We have a staff that... Uh, pulls off serving uh, so many survivors of domestic violence, but we just need to be there when folks reach out to us. We need to take that call. We need to receive that email. We don't want someone's crisis to be one that isn't met with a response. And um, considering the types of things that people are calling us about or coming by or what have you, an immediate response is um, the way to go. And, and everybody who is picking up that line needs to drop everything and just focus. Um, and, and it could be hours. Um, and certainly when all's said and done, it can be days, weeks, months, you know, yeah. where, where folks are getting the help that they need. Empowerhouseva.org, empowerhouseva.org. Again, the hotline number is uh, 540-373-9373. The uh, uh, Empty Bowl, our focus uh, mainly this morning with Empowerhouse. Kathy Anderson is here. We'll talk more about the Empty Bowl and the role the Potters play when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. It's 832. From the Fredericksburg Dot Today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFVA, Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Empowerhouse this morning, uh, Kathy Anderson is here. Again, the, the, the hotline number for Empowerhouse, 540-373-9373. If you need to use it or someone, you, you may be someone who you just need to find out. If, uh, if if about get, about getting help 5403739373 empowerhouseva.org is where you can find information on getting tickets for the empty bowl it is uh, January the 28th at the Elks Lodge it's an afternoon event it's timed but you're back at the Elks Lodge Kathy and uh how did this how did the empty bowl even get started because it's a it's a brilliant idea i and i have so many bowls at home and i can tell you the year and when i got it and all kinds of things. Yeah, so I think it was a conversation, you know, if they were here, they'd correct it, but a conversation between Trista Chapman and her husband, Phil Chapman, and Dan Finnegan and Neil Reed. And Trista wanted to do something like she had experienced when she was Potter in Richmond, and Dan had heard about and had contributed bowls in other areas for an empty bowl. And they talked about um, doing this event. And I think it was talked about for I don't know how many years. And then um, Trista, as a survivor of domestic violence, um, I'm sure she had a robust conversation with Neil Reed. And they talked about about supporting Empowerhouse through this event, through our, you know, our shelter. So um, eventually these potters came together and 
decided they were ready. And and it's just been uh, amazing, the level of support. So Trista Chapman is at Sophia Street Studios. That's her her gig. And um, in those early years, those initial potters, along with a few others who were friends of theirs in other areas, or Mm -hmm. they'd go to a show and ask for a contribution of bowls, but they put together the bowls and the and the event and partnered with the Empower House Board of Directors and really came together and had those bowls and had those tickets and, you know, invited others in the community to participate, to cook soup, to serve. It was at the Dorothy Art Community Center um, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, a lot changed over the years in terms of contributions of bowls. I mean, just tremendous generosity. So, um, you know, Phil and Trista and Dan and Neil and, you know, we're, you know, Stephen Somerville came on board, like a lot of people contributing bowls at a population of ticket holders that was much smaller Mm -hmm. than it is now. Um, And it just kept growing and it kept growing. And then when Phil was sick, I know that Stephen Somerville just went crazy with his bowl making. I mean, he contributed hundreds of bowls. And throughout that time, and then when Phil passed away, um, Stephen continued to contribute a lot, and Daniel Christie, and all of the potters, um, generous, generous. Then, um, as time went on, you know, I remember when Neil Reed was making hundreds of bowls, you know, and it's like, it was his badge, like, I'm going to read the most bowls, you know, so I've, like it's really rotated among the potters. Yeah. And now this year, um, and last year, I think, too, Kevin Rodriguez has been the lead, you know, in terms of numbers of empty bowls, but yeah. it takes all of them, you know, like the Bolorama, for example, you know, so, so many potters at varying levels are contributing these bowls and supported in a variety of ways. Kevin is just, yeah, the last few years, he is just, he, he it's just continual. And there, there's such a process to this. It, it occurred to me this year when I went and watched them make it. It's not as though you just, that's that, that's that one day they, they make all their bowls. When I went over to Liberty Town, there's a, there's a process of where it, it takes a while. When you say, when we say hundreds of bowls, because that's like, okay, so what if one potter does that? Or, you know, together they're, you know, got 500 bowls, because that's how many tickets. But um, that process is insane. So first of all, there's the materials. So... Each of those potters contributing are also contributing clay and mm-hmm. so many electricity and different things. The, so we can talk about electricity. But we will say that for Bolorama, and we can talk more about that, the fact that Liberty Town has sponsored that over the years, that means they are contributing, you know, a day's worth of the wheels, the clay, the materials, and they're also provided lunch and Mm -hmm. really hosted a fun day for the potters. I I would say it was a fun day. I mean, I saw them hard at work. But as you know, like they're forming that clay, whether it's on the wheel or whether it's um, hand built, they are. um, And depending on what your skill level, that can take longer or or it's a shorter time. Either way, like they're hard at work on those bowls, making them beautiful. And so you're trimming them. You're, you have to let them dry to a certain point, but not too quickly. So you have to cover them. You have to then they have to go through a process of perhaps decoration at that stage, or maybe they are then fired. After that, there's continued decoration, and they have to be, um, you know, covered again. 
um, I don't even know all the terms, and then they have to be fired a second time. Yeah, oh, I know. You know no, like, Dee Dee Lucky went through yeah. this with me. And yeah, it go was, for it, Ted. No, yeah. I can't. I, I was going to say, it was such a, a process. It's a couple of weeks process. So you, they to get this, to have them ready by the 28th, in, in, like, in your case, I mean, Kevin had told me that he started back in December making making bowls. So they to think of all the time contributions that they have right carved out and set aside and said, okay, well now I'm going to make my empty bowls. You know, some people have done some last summer, contributed them or made them and said, okay, I'm going to put this in the in the empty bowl stack. You know, it's not easy for a newer potter to let go of that labor of love. Like if they've created that- Because it's time and yeah, everything. That beautiful bowl that maybe has taken them that much longer than an experienced potter, that's not always something you want to let go of. Oh, look how pretty that turned out. Um, So for them to set out and decide they're going to spend all that time, they're going to form that bowl. Did it come out or did it collapse on them in mid-effort? You know, the clay has Hmm. to be prepared um, it can't have air bubbles. I mean, again, I'm like the least person to be able to talk about their process, but it is a lot. And so by the time they have then, you know, and that's assuming it doesn't, you know, crack or it doesn't um, explode or right. you know, it doesn't run all over the place, you know, once it's fired. I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong in that. Yeah. There's really just there's there's just there's there's a time and just really a sacrifice that they all make, which is why appreciate the potters we have here. And when you see things or you see things at a show, oh my gosh, get get things you know creativity, and you'll never you'll never the one thing that you buy or the several things that you buy, those will never be produced again. Yeah, like if I lose one of my mugs or what have you, I drop it or somebody in my family drops it or it just get, mm-hmm. becomes a casualty. I am sick over it. I shouldn't be so attached. But I know, you know, I can't just turn and say, well, you make another one just like, like that. that. No, <laughs> right. So appreciate our potters and support our potters in, in, in town because we you you've you have reeled off a bunch of names and there's there's just so many in town and they're they're so talented and they're so giving i mean there's scarlet ponds there's um you know people have given from who aren't affiliated with a center uh so there's just so many there's so many new potters um you know we're very lucky in mm-hmm. our community that we have uh, folks who support that, you know, the classes they have at Liberty Town. It was kind of nice to have it at Liberty Town for a couple of years, the empty bowl. It was to, to see the things. I discovered there was an upstairs at Liberty Town. <laughs> you A year ago, you introduced me to the fact that there was an upstairs, and the upstairs is even more tremendous than the beautiful paintings. It is, yeah. There's yeah. some, and there's some really some talented people up there. Yeah, some uh, fiber artists. There's uh, mixed media, painting, mm-hmm. you know, so Liberty Town to support that um, that Bolorama, which is a Saturday early in January, so that so many bowls can be thrown and created. But again, there's other things that have to be done to those bowls, and they're working on those things now. You know, I'm talking to some, somebody I know, who, he's like, nope, got to go in because I got to get those empty bowls ready. Right. You know, so... Um, they, they dedicate a lot of their creative and their their time, their talent, their energy, really, to 
get these out to us and make them all different and make them beautiful. And that's the joke or the slogan at the empty bowl event. Like, don't worry about picking out your bowl or when you pick it out because those bowls like come out onto the table mm-hmm. all throughout the event. But they're all pretty. You know, that's the that's the thing. People it's like to so hard, too. It's so hard to decide because you look at them and you think, well, maybe I want a small one this year. Well, then maybe then you'll see someone is holding a bigger one and you just think, I think I'd like something like that. You have some robust size bowls. I do. I, I Yeah, I have got. Uh, yes, the robust is a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want a nice size soup or cereal. Mm-hmm. You want you want a full serving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, I do have. I You're right. I have a, I have a number of those, but it's, it's fun to go and, and look at them and then to find out in a lot of ways who's. Because a lot of times people will come and say, oh, you know, that's one of Trista's or that's, you know, they'll they'll know, you know, that's a Dan Finnegan one. People They're will know all names. over. Like there's some dainty bowls. Mm-hmm. There's some colorful bowls, subdued. Everybody likes something different. That's the good fortune of it all. Like they're all created differently to appeal um, to different folks, the shapes. Um, you know, it's, it's really a lot of fun seeing all those bowls on a table, too. So... You know, the Empty Bowl event, while it supports survivors of domestic violence, it supports Empower House, is also just visually um, appealing in January. So, you know, January today is a great example. We've got this sort of, depending on how you look at it, this gloomy, right. uh, you know, I love the snow, so I'm, I'm just really jazzed about today. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't be shared by all people. No, not all say? of us share your enthusiasm, but... But anyway, so it's so it's drab, right? It's a drab looking day, exciting but drab. And um, but if you go to the empty bowl event, you know you your your taste buds are tempted, mm-hmm. your visual, um, you know, creative, um, artistic. You you have it all at the empty bowl. So um, it's definitely worth contributing to the organization, which is like the big benefit, right? Mm-hmm. That's like we can all feel good about that. But you walk away with a bowl. Hello, like. You walk away with some really tempting something that you hold. And, you know, I just love, like, recently a survivor who has um, graced everyone with her story. And I say that because it's not the easiest thing to come through and out of domestic violence. You move on and then you revisit the story. Mm-hmm. And some people have been very generous with us to share it and say you can share that publicly. So recently um, somebody who's very dear to us, she talked through her story and in part of her story, and it's on our website, she talked through uh, attending an event, an empty bowl event that, you know, she was gifted tickets and that she was, she met other people who were also survivors of domestic violence. And, but she said, you know, I keep the bowl that I received from that event and it's up high on a shelf. And she said, and everybody knows not to touch it. That's my bowl. Hmm. Yeah. You mentioned the, the 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 weather and all. We don't need to get into it real real deep because we don't we don't have much time. But is this time of year can it be? Is this a, the the holidays are past? You've got days like this that are kind of kind of drab. Does that? Mm-hmm. Did you see an increase sometimes? Sadly, we do see an increase. Yeah. Um, you know the tensions. You know, everything's building. A lot of expectations around right. the holidays. People have had different experiences over the years. But we are definitely, unfortunately, just seeing some really horrific things. Um, You know, like we've seen horrific things on a major scale since the pandemic started, really. And that hasn't let up. So 
whether um, we're seeing strangulations or weapons or just you know just like really horrific situations that we're just scrambling because sometimes it's all day long we'll be getting calls and there's another person mm. who you know we're like okay you go here you go there everybody's on the line so there's no one you know we'll have to put a call out and say hey everybody is on the phone who else is available um but but i was i was shocked one day recently um before christmas when i was in the office when it was just it wouldn't let up um actually it was right after christmas it was between christmas and new year's but you know i was pretty shocked at how um how it just wouldn't let up during the day of what was happening. And I, you know, I was talking to a coworker and we were talking about the holidays and that it does. Unfortunately, we see more going on. Yeah. 540-373-9373 is the hotline. 540-373-9373, empowerhouseva.org. If you want to find out more about getting involved and uh, and supporting the work of Empowerhouse. Kathy Anderson here. We'll wrap it up. We'll Talk again about all the details of what you need to know about uh, the empty bowl on January the 28th. We'll do that when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Down Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Empowerhouse, our focus this morning, and the Empty Bowl. It is uh, January the 28th. So I guess the last Empty Bowl that I recall was was 2020. It was, I mean, it was really literally weeks after uh, after the Empty Bowl in 2020 that that uh, COVID came. So yeah, how did we sneak that in? I you mean- did that. That I think <laughs> literally was the last big event right. that I was at. Before everything started to change. Yeah, plenty of conversations about China at that time. Yeah. But nobody was expecting, um, I shouldn't say nobody was expecting, but we, you know, that was definitely not on our radar as we were planning that event. And then we couldn't have it again in person like we will this year uh, for, what, four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and the last few years at, at, at uh, Liberty Town, it has been, it, it's, it's been, it's been good, but I know there's... If you've never gone to, if you've never been to the Elks Lodge to see it, there there really is a, a community atmosphere and a, a, a feeling about it, and the, the the soups are good, the bowls are good, and the yeah. the cause is good. I mean, I think even if you're an introvert, because you mm-hmm. know it is winter, it is nice to get out, and there's no, it's not high pressure. So, like the beautiful thing about the Empty Bowl event is, yeah, it might be a little stimulating. You walk in the room. But you can go to your corner, you know, you mm-hmm. can go pick out your bowl and spend time there if you just want to spend time with the bowls. Or, you know, you still talk to folks mm-hmm. and, oh, I can go get some soup or I can, you know, go get a dessert or a nosh or whatever. So I think that um, there's something for everyone. It is beautiful. It is social. and uh, but it But as much as someone wants. And this year with the timed entry, you know, I think we're seeing and with the volume of people coming – It'll be nice. People will come in and do their thing. And often in past years, people didn't stay very long. And so I think even then, if you look at this year and the fact that we're, you know, on the other side of the pandemic, but people still don't want to gather in right. small spaces. So I think that um, people will come and do their thing and take their bowl. And, you know, it's just a feel good. 
It is. No, and and, and again, thanks to the potters, thanks to the, the, the soup people. There are just a lot of people that are involved in, in, in making this uh, what it is. And if you want to get involved, if you have it, uh, if you want to become a sponsor, sponsorships are available. Just contact Empowerhouse. Sponsorships are still available. The recognition's changed just a little bit because, you know, we had to send the program to print and things like that. But um, it's all the information's there. And as Kathy Harrigan said at the beginning of the program, just reach out to her and find out what we can do. But everything can be done online for buying tickets and registering. And if that's a challenge, Kathy's got her phone number and her email there to help. But go to our website, empowerhouseva.org, to find that information on how to do that and what's still available. The banner is being hung as we speak unless the city closed down because, you know, we always have mm-hmm. advertising for the empty bowl. Yeah. So you'll see that at the Blue Gray Parkway. But um, thanks to everyone, we will be pulling off the event in person. Thanks to the Elks Lodge. Yeah. Thanks to cooks and restaurants and volunteers and potters and everybody who is planning this event on Jan- do we ever say the date January 28th yes <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. said the date okay. January 28th yep so get your tickets now it's a Sunday again it's at the Elks Lodge it's at Elks Lodge on Tidewater Trail it is uh, t- with a timed entry afternoon you- afternoon event after at uh, yes in the past it's been a, been a nighttime event yep. this makes it an afternoon event empowerhouseva.org for tickets and again there is a limit of tickets because there's a limit of bowls so bowls. keep that in mind empowerhouseva.org and it'll be great to it'll be great to be back and uh in in, in in that setting. I know. People always want to know how they can help, and certainly they can help through this. There are many other ways to help. You mentioned earlier, you know, a monthly contribution. Uh, people have donated in-kind supplies, um, and but a, a ticket purchase is a really fast and easy thing to do. EmpowerhouseVA.org. Kathy Anderson, thank you so much. And you did mention, I want to mention one thing. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Neil Reed. He is a friend of the show. So I want to make sure that that is, uh, we want to say, say, say hi to him too. EmpowerHouseVA.org. Thanks for listening. See you in the morning. WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Focused on Fredericksburg.